0: How's it going everybody? Welcome to the show. You are listening to the Break the Business Podcast. I'm Ryan Carella and it is a pleasure to have you here this week. Our guest this week is a member of the UK based singing group and 2014 Britain's Got Talent winners, Collabro. Collabro have headlined sell sellout tours in the UK, have been voted the UK's favorite winner of BGT in a nationwide poll and recently reunited on America's Got Talent, the Champions Program. Their new album, Love Like This, is available now, and you can find out more about their work by visiting www.officialcollabro.com. We are happy to have Jamie Lambert on the Break the Business podcast. Jamie, welcome to the show. Hi. Pleasure. Oh, truly a pleasure. I'm thrilled to say that we are having you on... As our second Got Talent competitor that we've had on the program, having had America's Got Talent competitor and Golden Buzzer winner, Mandy Harvey, on the program, I love having you guys on the show because uh, I just love hearing about the journey of, of what it was like to be on that show. And in your case, having to stare down Simon Cowell, I know that can never be easy. <laughs> so uh, I'm, I'm excited to, to talk with you about that journey and everything else you have going on. Brilliant. I'm really looking forward to it. Cool. So I'd like to start at the beginning, because the story of how you formed Calabro is really interesting to me. We often hear stories of bands that had this long journey together. They've been going at it for many years before they uh, have uh, their brush with stardom. You guys seem to have the different journey. You basically got your group together about a month before appearing on Britain's Got Talent. (laughs) That's, That's so crazy to me. Well, can you talk about what that formation process was like? I think for at least one of your members you had a YouTube audition that was involved.
1: Yeah. Sure. So basically um, Matt and myself, we were aware of each other because we, um, they always say on these programs, you know, we were working our day jobs and blah, 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 but actually, it's actually true. Um, (laughs) We were all obviously auditioning for the West end musical theater, um, our equivalent to Broadway. And we, it's very hard to get into. It's incredibly competitive. And every year there are hundreds of thousands of new applicants who, uh, come out of drama school and audition for stuff and it, the pool gets bigger and bigger. So um, we were auditioning and we ended up taking a contract. Um, this is where we met. Uh, working in um, some hotels as, as entertainment people. Um, I was in uh, Cyprus and Matt was in Spain and we met by that company and we just felt like there was something that we could be doing to make our own work rather than relying on the audition process and producers and and how what how many boxes we ticked so we thought about this idea of putting together a musical theater boy band and when we came back to London we uh, we held some auditions by posting on Facebook and um, it was uh, it, it was pretty incredible the turnout that we had but we the main thing for us, I think, was that we were going to aim to do cruises and entertainment because there's good money there, and we wanted to make sure that we were able to sing for a living um, in, in any way possible. That's what you do, you know, when you want to get into the business, you 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 work and you graft. And we've been working and grafting for years. Matt and I particularly worked the club scenes um, in in the north of England. Um, in, I'm from the northeast, and he's from the northwest, and we we basically covered all of that um, for years throughout our teens and early twenties. And, um, we, we just put the band together and thought we'd see how it goes. And when we sang together for the first time, we knew that we had to take it to a bigger audience and Got Talent was one of the best ways at the time to do that. And we had about a week's rehearsal because we each did have full-time jobs. Matt didn't even live in London. He lived in the Northwest of uh, the UK still. And, um, we, we put put everything together in about a week. And actually, the first song that we sang on on Got Talent was Stars from Les Miserables. We actually were going to do a different song until three days beforehand. And um, we didn't know. We just didn't know what was going to happen. But we felt like there was a gap because at the time, nobody was doing what we were doing. And that was key.
0: Well, I do want to talk to you about that unique path you guys have charted because... A musical theater focus is kind of a unique approach in the boy band space. It's not the sort of conventional pop music that people tend to associate with boy bands. But you guys made a decision very early on that that was the lane you wanted to go in. And it all started with, of course, as you said, that Les Miserables performance that brought the house down at Britain's Got Talent back in 2014. And so I'm sort of curious, as you as you chart this unique path and as you all have continued in your career and have continued to enjoy, enjoy success... Have you ever felt pressure from others to embrace more conventional pop or have you really felt supported in your musical choices?
1: Um, I think we were quite pressured in the beginning. Oh, yeah. um, I think we were pressured when we uh, signed Simon Cowell's label and um, we have great things to say about them. We did a lot of good work with them. Um, but for the first two records that we did, we were definitely pressured into doing some crossover stuff. And then when we um, parted ways with Psycho, we just we had some offers from other record labels but we felt like we really we went from a five piece to a four piece and we wanted to concentrate on musical theater so we did two albums of purely musical theater and we garnered like a really good amazing solidified fan base from that and then the latest album that we did um actually we a, a label bmg approached us and said do you want to do an album and we said yes and they said look we really want you to do love songs and we know you do musical theater, but how do you feel about putting a twist on some love songs? And we said, you know what? Actually, we've done the musical theater thing now. Let's try it. And it turned out really well. But at the time, I think we were pressured into, I think the problem was we'd been on Got Talent and we, we'd we done musical theater. And then I think we were pressured into doing more mainstream stuff for sales, but we probably would have done as well just doing musical theater because that's what we, we'd we done. And I, I do sometimes wish we'd stuck to it more. Um in the first instance when everything was so huge straight after the show um but you live and you learn
0: oh for sure and yeah and and as you did note your most recent album that's out now under BMG Love Like This does feature a lot of pop covers you, everything from Ed Sheeran to Celine Dion Coldplay um you know and and my my wife's favorite song going right now somebody you loved uh, is uh you know something she's singing a lot so you know oh, she she loves so your so version so too so. Um, yeah, beautiful, beautiful song. song. So, I mean, uh, t- talk, talk to you more about why you felt the time was right for now to s- sing more conventional love songs and not to focus on musical theater with this most recent album.
1: I think there's a couple of reasons. Firstly, we had exhausted the pool of songs that we felt were, um, collaborifiable, um, <laughs> with musical theater for the time being. And there are so many beautiful new musicals out at the minute that we could definitely do stuff from. But sometimes, I think now we're nearly six years in, it is nice to have a change. And I think that's how BMG approached us. They said, look, how do you guys feel about having a bit of a change? Do your harmonies. Do your thing. But let's just take some famous love songs and do it. And the response from us was actually, do you know what we have? We just, We just we are we've really solidified our touring base here in the uk we've got a great fan base all over the world we've got some fantastic fans in the us um and we're going to keep going and keep going with the touring so why not add some new material why not have a bit of a shake-up and i think that was that was where we felt about it you know we, we just wanted to do something a bit different but because that's because we solidified ourselves with what we do and at the time In the earlier albums, I think we needed that time to solidify ourselves as a musical theatre group. And now we can branch out a little bit. And the sound is very much the same. It's still very cinematic. The harmonies are still very close. The vocals are still very big. But we um, wanted to do it with some pop songs. And actually, funnily enough, all of the songs that we picked for the new album, they could be in musicals. They all tell stories. Um, And that's quite key.
0: Well, I'm glad that you brought up your band's harmonies, which I think are are sort of iconic. When I hear a song, when I hear one of your songs and I hear those harmonies, I'm like, that's almost a trademark of you guys. And so for, and I imagine we have a lot of other listeners right now who maybe do singing groups and, you know, work very hard on sort of building a unique harmony style on their own. And so let me ask you, you know, being, I'm going to bring out my music theory nerd here. How do you guys come up with these harmony arrangements? What's the process like?
1: So we are all very musical, but we have um, we've worked with some great arrangers in our time. Um, our current arrangers are uh, did did for the, the love like this album um, we're, a, we're a mix of a few people but we approve and make amendments and make suggestions in the in- first instance. and then we sort of just sit naturally in various parts. I mean we each sing all the parts you know uh, some like for example, I can sing. Very bassy, but I can do the higher, more operatic parts. Tom is very high in choral, and the other two guys sit very nicely in the baritone register. So we 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 sort of sit really nicely together and gel together very well, which makes harmony singing very good. Um, I, but but how we come up with it is mainly just a, a workshop process. We we sit around, we drink wine. Um, we get some food, we get our arrangers to send us what they're thinking and we sing through it and we change bits and it's a really nice divisive process now. Whilst actually when we first were in the band, we were five really young, quite hot headed guys who all wanted the limelight. And that's a problem when you're solo singers. And now, um, we're not in that way at all. We're all best friends, you know, and we, we genuinely do have a lot of fun with it. And I think that the growth in the album shows that. The first two albums were great, and I'm very proud of them. But the third album, I think, remains our best. And the fifth album, I think, the most recent one is our second best.
0: Wow. And I want to talk more about that relationship now, since you brought it up. There are a lot of our listeners out there who maybe are in either instrumental bands or vocal bands, where they do have to work in close quarters with the same group of people for a long period of time, as uh, you and your colleagues in Collabro have done. And as you noted, it sounds like, you know, things were maybe a little rockier or there was a little more tension in the beginning. And now over the years, you've all kind of settled into your roles a lot more effectively. I imagine you've learned some lessons along the way in how to maintain a strong relationship with your bandmates. And I was hoping you could impart some of them to our listeners.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, firstly, you've got to let each other have the limelight. You know, you've got to be happy for each other. Um celebrate each other's talent and bask in it and grow from it because the more that you each get to shine the more you shine as a group um whether you're in whether you're a guitar player or a drummer or whether you're a singer or whether you're a backing singer it doesn't matter um you've got to you got to let each other shine i think the other thing is spend time together outside of what you're doing work-wise Go to the cinema. Go for drinks. Do something fun. We went to. We used to go to theme parks. You know, we uh, we. Whenever we go on tour, we have dinner with each other. We make sure we have dinner with each other every night and um, be friends. At the end of the day, and I'm sure you'll ask me more about this. Everyone wants your money. Everyone wants to take advantage of you. Every single person who is out there. It doesn't matter who they are. Your manager whether it is your record label, whether it is your accountant, whether it is your um, uh, PR person, publicist, they all see you as a product. Even if you're friends, they see you as a product. In the group that you have, you are all each other have in the industry, that you rely on each other, that you are all each other have, and you've got to have respect for each other, friendship, and you've got to have the ability to step back and know that you can trust each other to shine and let you shine. That's the most important part.
0: Well, since you brought it up, uh, I'd love to have you talk more about how you do navigate relationships with people around you. Maybe some of whom that, even if they you know do care about you somewhat on a personal level, may in some respect see you as a commodity, as someone that helps make you helps make them money. How do you navigate those relationships to keep your sanity? Does it sound? It sounds to me like. A big part of that is making sure that you, your relationship with your bandmates, come first so that you all have a united front Absolutely. against all these people.
1: Everybody in the industry in the UK who knows Collabro knows that we are a package, knows that we, we may disagree with each other. We're allowed to do that. But nobody is allowed to badmouth any one of us around any of the others. Um, everyone knows that when we say something, it is said with one voice and there's often been i've often been the mouthpiece for the group so everyone sometimes people sometimes assume that i'm speaking on behalf of the band and everyone will be like well jamie can you at least run that by the other band members i'm like well hang on we've had this discussion the decision's been made i might be saying it but i'm speaking with the voice of the band and i think that's the first thing the other thing i think is that People may feel close to you. You might be friends with your manager. That's wonderful. Have good relationships. Cultivate those relationships. Your lawyers, your accountants do good things. Give them tickets. You know, send them flowers. <laughs> but they, their business relies on the money that you pay them. They, say, they see you as a commodity. Your manager gets a cut of what you make. So there are going to be times when they're going to try and get you to do something you don't want to do. If you don't want to do it, stick firm. Don't do it. Speak as a group. And I think, I think this industry is notorious for people getting ripped off. Ask questions. I remember we came off the show, and with our very first manager, I, I, I we were quite lucky because a lot of the acts on the show sign a contract that say they're going to go with a particular manager. Mm-hmm. And we didn't have to do that for various reasons that I can't talk about, but we didn't have to do that. So when we came out of the show, we were unmanaged. And we were approached by various people. And I... And the boys pitted these people not against each other, but we, we started a bit of a bidding war because we thought, well, do you know what? We're not going to accept the first deal. And for, for a fresh group of young guys who don't really have any music industry experience, that was a hard thing to do. But we, we, you ask questions and you fight for what you want. And I, I think then people start to respect you, but don't let people take advantage of you.
0: Well, wow. And don't, and certainly don't let them divide the group. So you were saying that, you know, when, when you speak, you're speaking for the group and, and this, and, and when, when you say that a decision has been made, it's because you've already talked it over with the bandmates. And so does that mean that when you guys make decisions, is it always about trying to achieve consensus before you make a decision? It's never like a majority rules yeah. kind of thing?
1: Well, mm, it depends. <laughs> it depends. Um, most of the time, we're all, we, we're all on the same page anyway so it's pretty much unanimous we know now nowadays we know what works we know what comes across well and we it 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 works for us um but that when in the instance that, that someone feels particularly strongly about something it's normally a three-1 thing mm-hmm. and we have a rule that is if you get outvoted, you suck it up and you get on with it and we, we're all still friends and that's how it goes and we've we've stuck to that and it's
0: worked That's really great to hear. The new album, Love Like This, is available now, and you can find out more about the group by visiting www.officialcollabro.com. Jamie Lambert is our guest this week on the show. Jamie, this has been a treat. Before we let you go, one last question. Do you have any last tips to share with the indie artist listeners out there to help them move their careers forward?
1: Find a lawyer who you can trust, and for the love of all things, get legal advice on any contract that comes your way.
0: Amen. I, 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 I need to just like broadcast that just constantly to everybody I know. Well, good. Anytime anybody asks me like, oh, should I get a lawyer on this? I'll be like, yes, Jamie from Calabro Absolutely. says so. <laughs> and maybe. Absolutely. Yeah. It is
1: the single most important thing is to make sure that you have a lawyer who is working in your interests. Whenever a contract comes through, you get them to read it. You get them to make their amends and you get them to send it back. It is so key.
0: That's that's fabulous. And as an entertainment lawyer, I definitely appreciate you uh, speaking for <laughs> the importance of what we do. Uh, thank you so much for being on the show this week. This was tremendous. It's my pleasure. And thank you all for listening to the Break the Business podcast.